Welcome to R-Rated Christianity, the first episode. This is kind of amazing that this has been in the works. And so the intent behind R-Rated Christianity and uh, this podcast, which I am not a podcaster. <laughs> I am a, I'm a child of God. I'm a husband. I'm a daddy. I'm a crappy politician, but I'm not a podcaster. So this is just going to be raw, authentic. We're just going to have conversations. The purpose of this is to train people up in the Christian worldview, to answer questions that people have. And I think it's important that we do that and to address issues that the Big C Church doesn't want to address. And we're going to do it in a real, raw, and authentic way that's going to lead to redemption, God willing. And I've seen that in our lives. We're going to talk about it. This is Saulo. Hey. We're just going to jump in. We're going to talk about the way the podcast is going to be held. This is going to be just a, con- a conversation tonight. Uh, and I'll just let Saulo take the lead and then we'll go from there. Well, um, when we were praying over this, one of the things that I was praying about was, Nico, was more than having something to say, we want, it is about having somebody to talk about. That's the purpose. That's the purpose. You said, you said right now, I'm a crappy politician. I'm not a podcaster. I'm a child of God. And that's our biggest thing, right? But we want to use everything that we have to talk about God, right? If you're a politician, when you're doing pol- or pol- politics, you want to talk about God in, in, in your firm. You want to talk about it. So we want to use anything we can to talk about God. Well, I mean, this is the, the, the really the essence of this is, is the statistics should really scare the hell out of the church, the big C church. Anyone that, mm. that, that claims to live or advocate for the Christian worldview, so the view. I mean, when you look at statistics, I mean, we know that eight years ago, 78% of Americans used to qualify themselves or identify yeah. themselves as a Christian. Now, we know it's somewhere within 70.4%. It depends on the Pew research you look at. But that should alarm people. Why? You have to, I'm, I'm, I, I study yeah. evidence for a living. Yeah. Why is that happening? We know that when we send our kids off to college, 80%, 75 to 80% of them walk away from the Christian worldview and only a third of them come back. That should alarm us yeah. I mean, if, if we follow the yeah. Christian worldview. Out of the 70%, this one really should bother people, only 19.7% or whatever it is, let's just say 20%, believe in a biblical worldview. Now, the reason is is because people can't answer the why question. Yeah. Why are you a Christian? When I go speak at different places, I ask them, why are you a Christian? And then you should hear the, st- the deer in the headlights, the stuttering, mm. because my parents were. Well, yeah. that's not a good enough answer. And yeah. so... I am a litigator for, for a living. That's what I do in my profession. And so I litigate the Christian worldview, but logically yeah. consistent. You make a case for a particular situation. I make a case for, for, for an ideology. An ideology. And right now we have a civil war of ideologies. Yeah. And so we have to be able to talk about it, not call each other names, just advocate. In court, if I walk into court and start calling people names. <laughs> it's not going to work. Oh, it's not going to work. going to yeah. laugh me out of the yeah. room. It's like, that's all you have? You're going to call people names? Yeah. What is the logically consistent reason why I should vote for you? Are mm. you contradicting yourself? I always tell people Christianity didn't get a pass with me. Mm. I came to Jesus out of tremendous pain, and I know you want to talk about that today. But I ask myself, is it logically consistent? Yeah. And does it violate Aristotle's law of non-contradiction? Mm. And so when I analyzed the Christian worldview, it was logically consistent to me. My, my understanding of it at different times in my life wasn't. And it doesn't contradict itself. And, and I asked every question you can imagine. So yeah. I know you want to talk and, and, about that, And that's one of the reasons we, we wanted to make this podcast. Let me tell you something. Nico says something. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. We put this video out and we got a lot of response, <laughs> different types of responses, but it was very exciting. And something we found out, people want to talk. They want to be heard. And in today's culture, and you see it in politics, we're always taking sides. We're always taking sides. And if somebody is on the other side, we feel like we got to fight. We got to get into it. And today we just want to make a conversation. That's why it's R-rated, real, raw, 
and redemptive. I, I, I mean, thank God that Nico's not like me, and I'm not like Nico, and Nico's well, not like, like and, and no, and Nico's not like everybody else. And and you you learn it. But you know what? It, what's interesting? What we have in common is that this passion that we want to talk about God. We want to talk about the, the the lover of our soul, the one who changed our lives and, well, and but, but, not, but not but not in a kumbaya way. No, not at all. No. I mean, look, I get criticized because I cuss. Yeah. I mean, or, or or whatever. I never use the Lord's name in vain, and that was one of the things that people criticized. Why did you say? That? And by the way, if there's any little kid watching this is not a g-rated i'm not going to drop any f-bombs i'm going to try not to i can't yeah. promise it but but because i said the word bullshit mm. i was talking to high school students i was gotcha. 20 you were there yeah Saulo, you, that, you, that platform it was a different platform well but, but everyone brings up and i guess we're just going to jump into it this is yeah. how it works everyone brought up ephesians 429 mm. do not let any unwholesome words come out of your mouth well okay well finish there's a comma after yeah, that yeah. it's not a period there's a comma yeah. but only what benefits the listener and edifies them or lifts them up based off their needs so what is what does the bible say so you're considering the listener at that particular at, moment look 2 weeks ago during easter weekend i was i was in a prison ministry i was preaching in yeah. tennessee colony texas and i was in a prison from people there for 35 years, life, four years, people are going to be let out in 10 days. I'm not worried about dropping an F-bomb. I'm not worried about saying something that's maybe not socially acceptable. They won't get certain, offended. They won't well, get offended. Look, I mean, I'm just, I just understand scripture. So when you analyze Ephesians 4.29, I'm not advocating cussing. Please hear me. I've never advocated For that. those that don't know, what, what does the verse say? Okay, it says, do not let any unwholesome words come out of your mouth, but only what edifies the listener, considering what their needs are. Wow. Say it, again, say it again, say it again. So, uh, again, we're talking to people that maybe they have not considered that verse. Well, think about this. I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give you a real-world example. I've been, I've been honored and humbled to be asked to preach at different churches. So someone says, Nico, I'm going to trust you with our pulpit. I'm going to trust you with, with that pulpit. platform. And, and you're going to talk to our audience. Well, I would not go in there and drop an F-bomb unless I'm talking about forgiveness, right? You gotcha. That's the yeah. only F-word. That's your F-word. Yeah, that's yeah. my F-word, yeah, forgiveness. Yeah. <laughs> and that's going to be that. Now, when I'm talking in a prison, it's a different setting. I never use the Lord's name in vain. Mm. That is cursing. We're going to talk about cursing and cussing in a little while. Now, if and I'll give you another example. Mm. If I'm in a morning Bible study, there's 45 men every Wednesday yeah. morning. You know that. Yeah. I've been, my friend George and I, and, and he's going to be in here on the podcast with us after this week. Um, we lead it for nine years now. Yeah. 45 animals. I mean, they're just broken. We got people that are formerly incarcerated, former Aryan Brotherhood, former people that did five, 10 years, doctors, surgeons, lawyers, Uber drivers. We have 45 men to 55 yeah. men every Wednesday morning. And, and we're just, we're iron yeah. sharpening iron, yeah. right? Now, if I talk at an old folks home or you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use that language. <laughs> yeah. And I'll give you the ultimate example. A good friend of mine, I don't have permission to use his name. He has a pretty substantial church. He asked me to speak at their men's Bible study one morning. And I said, Okay, I mean I, I, yeah, I know yeah. the audience. I said, I'll I'll, I'll 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 behave myself, don't worry. And so I show up in that morning, there's about sixty or seventy men. And the pastor came up to me and he knows me, he's a friend mm. of mine, and I'm, I'm myself with everybody, but especially him too. And he goes, Nico, let it fly. And I said, what? Mm, yeah. Do you know what you're asking me? Yeah. Are, you like, sure? are you sure? Because yeah, yeah. I know you let it, wake yeah. him up. He goes, yeah. Nico, wake him up. And I said, wow. I said, yeah. all right, be careful what you ask for. I walk on stage, center stage, literally 60, 70 men. There was a man sitting there with his 11 or 12 year old son. Mm. Now, the, audience the Holy changed. Spirit convicted. Totally. The audience changed. I couldn't, yeah, I, yeah. I just, I, I don't even think I said shit once. Yeah. I didn't. I, I, I couldn't even get it out. I walk off stage and I said, brother, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, that's Ephesians 429. Yeah. I considered the audience. There's no way that would have edified that young man. And he said, that's why I love you, bro. And yeah. that was it. And it was a good word. The whole, I mean, it was still, a, I think, an effective word and the men loved it. But that is the common yeah. sense approach that the Bible <laughs> gives us. And so 
the Pharisees tried to trip up Jesus on technicalities. Mm. And what did he say in Matthew 23? What do people that misunderstand cussing versus cursing do with Matthew 23? You have to study hermeneutics. That means interpretation. You have to study exactly the language and the translation in the Greek. You have to study these things. When Jesus says, you try to strain a gnat, but yet you swallow a camel. What the hell does that mean to mm. us? Nothing. But back then, a gnat was, un, was unholy. It was mm. unclean and it was small. So they didn't want to swallow gnats in their water. They used to drain the gnats out of the cloth. And then, but then you do that for the gnat, even though you're not going to die yeah. if you swallow a gnat, but then you swallow a camel. Jesus is calling them out in a very socially unacceptable way. He says, you are like whitewashed tombs. Mm. Well, what does that mean? Mm. Well, back then, if you stepped on a tomb, you were unclean. So they used to whitewash the tomb. So at nighttime, it used to illuminate and you could see and avoid stepping yeah. on a tomb. He goes, but then inside, you're like a bunch of dead bones. That's telling people to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Se la estaba rayando. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah. I mean, he's, and then he calls them a brood <laughs> yeah. of vipers. Oh, my goodness. A brood of vipers doesn't mean anything to us socially. But in his time, a brood of vipers was a socially unacceptable words. You were not going to get invited to a wedding. And it was harsh language. All I'm saying is Jesus didn't talk like that all the time. You look at the conversation, you look at the audience, you pray for wisdom, you never curse. I don't care what you do to me, Saulo. If I ever say, I hope you get a divorce. Mm. I hope your kids get in trouble. Yeah. I hope you get sick. That yeah. is speaking yeah. a curse. And Proverbs says that the power in life and death is in the tongue. Yeah. You never curse. I don't care what you do to me. I'm supposed to bless you even if you curse me. Trust me, I've been tested in that in the last four <laughs> yeah. years. Trust well, me. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. So I'm, I'm just saying I'm a Christian because it's logically, it just makes sense to me. And, and, and again, we'll talk about how I got yeah, there. Yeah, but well, I, that's what I was. That's what I'm going to get into because a lot of times, most of us, this happens to us. We judge a person at the now, but we don't know their history. We don't know where they come from. So, for a lot of people watching, maybe some of you, some of them know you, some don't. But let's get into a little bit. Who is Nico? Where you come from? One word that you use when you describe yourself: you were a functioning uh, uh, angerholic. Why functioning and why an angerholic? Why, why were you mad? Well, I, I was mad is not the word. It was a rageful, bitter person. Well, before that, and as you saw in the clip, the one that we used to, yeah. that you recorded when I was talking to those young people, um, when I was young and very stupid, I was arrested for selling drugs. And, and, how long were you selling drugs? Like, how, I, mean, oh. I mean, the statute of limitations is run. It, was, it wasn't just one time. I mean, so... <laughs> I'm like, somebody sent me to ask yeah, about drugs. Um, but all, all I'm saying is I, was, I sold drugs. That was my identity. Yeah. It was stupid. So you get labeled, right? You're gotcha. a criminal. You're a drug dealer. You're a piece of crap. All the labels. And, and the world is good at labeling. And we're good at receiving those labels. When I preach often or talk to groups, especially in prisons or in, in halfway houses or wherever... I always talk about Proverbs 23, 7, that as a man thinks in his heart, so, so he is, right? That means you'll never live beyond what you believe. The question we have to ask ourselves is what, what do, do you believe? believe? Yeah. What do you believe about yourself, your decisions, poor choices? It wasn't a mistake. It was a poor choice. A mistake is an accident. So I had that label, and it was a self-imposed label, yeah. so I was pissed off your at myself. Uh, based on your decisions. Right, and then you have this society that God made. I was just angry about yeah. it. I was like, God, man, I can't believe it. No one wants to give you an opportunity. Everybody wants to label you, and you start living inside those labels. Yeah. Well, two years later, August 15th, 1996, at 2.14 in the morning, my older brother was coming home from being out with some friends. As you know, you've heard me talk about this. And these individuals were carjacking specifically women that night, and they followed a young lady that was following Mike home. They had all met there, and they were coming back to the house. And they tried to carjack her. They already carjacked two other sets no. of women. Mike got in between, told her to run, and they shot my brother in the face in my parents' driveway. We walked out literally, I would say, three or four minutes later. And I, I share with people that I, that I heard my mom cry the way only a mama can cry. Mm. As you can see, I have my, my kids' names on my arms. Um, you couldn't blink fast enough, as I say, before I would give my life for any one of my children. But you also couldn't blink fast enough 
before I would take a life for any one of my children. Mm. I adore my children. They're my breath, right? But there's something God-given inherently special about a mommy's relationship with her mm. children. And, and there's no words to describe the loss of a child. Uh, if, 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 if a woman leaves, loses her husband, she's called a what? A widow. If, you, if a child loses their parents, they're called what? Orphan. Orphan. What do you call a parent that loses their child? If somebody knows, send it in. It's so painful that we don't have an English word to describe right. the loss of a child to death. And, and I heard my mom, I saw my pop cry for the first time. My old man is old school Lebanese. He didn't even cry in front of us when his, when his mama and daddy, when his mama passed away. He did it, my mom said privately. But he wept. He wept in our front yard because Mike Jr. was shot in the face and all his blood and brain matter had been out there. I helped load his body on the gurney after rigor mortis set in and they did the investigation. And I helped my pop wash my brother's blood off the driveway. And blood doesn't come off your driveway mm. very easily, as mm. I share with people. What do you do with that now? Yeah. So, so, so you're yeah. angry. At this moment, you weren't going to church. Now, or I mean, I, no grew, up, I grew up in a denomination. Sure, I, of course, I, of course. I, I won't say because I'm not trying to call out any denominations yeah, yeah. right now, but I will later on, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but but I, I grew up in a denomination. Yeah. And, and as I say often. You were not living out the Christian well, life. Yeah. They were so focused on rules, no relationship. Gotcha. And that breeds rebellion. Yeah. Right? So yeah. rules without relationship breeds rebellion. And so I, I didn't understand my yeah. faith. I didn't know why I was a Christian. I couldn't answer anything to you, and I definitely wasn't walking it out then. But I was angry. And the world tells you I don't blame you. The world says, man, we're, we're so addicted to being victims, right? You're hmm. a victim. Look say it again. Say it again. We're so addicted to? We're addicted to being victims. Wow. We, we, I mean, we try to find ways to be victims in society instead of overcoming. The Word of God says overcome. In Revelation, hmm. it says that through the blood of the Lamb and the power of your what? Testimony. testimony you will overcome, overcome. right? The, the hmm. enemy and the attacks. Well, overcome what? I, I didn't want to just be a survivor. I wanted to be an overcomer, but I didn't know what, yeah. how to do that. And the world told me, I don't blame you. What the hell do you do with that? Hmm. What do you do when someone says, I don't blame you? So you don't blame me for being, being so yeah. angry because of what I went through. But well, you don't give me any solutions. Well, no, then let me just yeah. continue to be yeah. a jerk yeah. off. I mean, I don't care. I'll be yeah. angry. I was a functioning angerholic. I still had to function in society, but I was addicted to my anger, if you say. Right? Mm -hmm. I recognize that look in that eye, that, that anger, that emptiness, that lack of peace, a peace that the scripture yeah. says can you know, surpass all understanding if we submit ourselves. Let me ask to you God. a question. Yeah. At that moment, did you have, because one is believing in God, the other, did you have any any moments when your brother died that you're like pissed off at God, that you're like, oh, hey, did you have a moment where you're like, oh, mira Dios, let, let's sit down, let's talk about this. This is what happened. Did you have those moments? Brother, I had so many moments where I cussed out God. Really? Oh, brother, I mean, I, but here, let me tell you how I did it. I grew up in a religious environment so are you kidding me? I can't tell God to go F himself. No, no, yeah, yeah. But I thought it. Oh, totally. And so what does Jesus yeah. do in Matthew 5? He took it deeper. He says, you might say adultery is a sin. If you think adulterously, you're sinning. But if you, you see. If you think murder is a sin, mm. if you think murderously, you're sinning. So I didn't say F God. Yeah. You know, I didn't tell him to go screw himself. But you had it in your it. heart. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I just yeah. didn't have the balls to tell him. I mean, yeah. I, was a, I, was a, I was a coward. Now, do you think God, even though he knew my thoughts, was freaking out? No. You think he was going like, oh, I mean, no different than yeah. my, my my kid saying, Papi, I'm, I'm mad at you. Well, you can be mad all you want. I still mm -hmm. adore you. I'm going to wait for you. I'm going to corral you. I'm going to instruct you. I'm going to show you love. I'm going to bring you love. And God was corralling. What did you do the, with those thoughts? Even though you didn't say them, what did you do with them? Oh, I, I was no functioning relationship, friendship. Things were on my terms. Now, I used the anger to accomplish. Because I, I, I mortality was very real to me, even though I d dealt with a lot of situations back then, even at that moment. I said to myself, what am I going to do with my little brother and my mom if my pop passes away? Mm. Now, thank God. 
and I'll talk to you about that. It's a very unique conversation I had with God, but my pop's still with us. He's 82 years old, and I, I speak many more years over him. But I said, what am I going to do? I, I got to get, get my crap together. I got to get back to school. I got to finish. I'd, I was distracted. I wasn't doing things. I wasn't following a prescription that my parents wanted me to. I didn't even know what the hell the prescription God was because I wasn't... I didn't have a relationship with him. I could just point you out to him, like mm, many religious yeah, yeah. people can do. Oh, there's God over there. Introduce me to him. That's the way he looks. Yeah, I don't know. That's him. an you idea of yourself. Yeah. I don't know him, right? And so I was just—I lived in that my anger. I went to school and I just used my anger to motivate me to win. I just wanted to win. I wanted to overcome, but I didn't have a prescription. And so yeah. when you don't have a prescription, you're gonna always run into a ceiling because you'll always be blocked from your God-given potential. And so that's what happened to me, and I finally just had to tap out at some point in my well, life. How, how did that happen? How did that happen? How did, do you think you, there was a particular moment where you said, you know what, I'm free from this anger about the situation with my brother? Eventually. I'll tell you, I was in the 290th District Court. I was already a lawyer at the time. Um, I was representing a guy that was habitual. So at, at, what that means is that means you've been to prison twice, and you're facing 25 to life, minimum 25 mm. to life. And so he just said, hey, Nico, if you can get me 10 years in prison, think about perspective, right? 10 years in prison, he's happy with. And I said, okay, well, let me see if I can do better mm -hmm. for you. So I was looking, we're working his case. It was, I was young in my, in my practice. And I saw, but through talking to him, that his daddy was in prison. Mm -hmm. And his son was in the justice system. And right there it hit me. I was in the 290th District Court. I said, your children will follow your example long before mm -hmm. they follow your advice. I thought on my, on my mom's no. side, my grandpa passed away in prison. Um, his son, my Uncle Louie, committed suicide. He had an alcohol wow. issue. His other son, my Uncle Eddie, passed away in prison. He had issues with heroin. He served our country honorably, and, and they ignorantly tried heroin, and they couldn't get off it, and we didn't understand substance dependency back then. And so I saw this, and then my brother's murdered, and then I'm angry. I'm like, wait a minute. I, I, I don't have anything to give my kids. I loved yeah. my children already. Even though they weren't born, I wasn't married. I wasn't even almost married. I couldn't have a functioning relationship. But you were thinking of what your whole future was looking like. I didn't know that Matthew twenty two thirty seven was real, but I was living out gotcha. Matthew twenty two thirty seven, which that means is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, with basically everything, and then love your neighbor as yourself. So what does that mean? You can't give what you don't have. Yeah. If you ask me for 20 bucks and I only have 10, I can't give yeah. you 20. If I don't have mercy, if I don't have love, if I don't have forgiveness, I can't give you what I don't have. I knew then I didn't have a lot to give my kids. Would I have been an okay pop? I would have been an yeah. okay daddy in today's BS, this, I'm going to say bullshit, society yeah. and their standards. But I would not have been a great daddy. And I wanted to be a great daddy. I really, really did. That motivated me. So I just finally tapped out. I started visiting churches. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, Lord, I know you're there. I don't know you. I can't introduce you to anybody. I can't explain why you're there and what my purpose is in life but I want answers. And I took a legal approach to Christianity. Yeah. I was pissed. Not any, I wasn't as pissed anymore, I was, but I was, I was submitting. I was, I was doing my investigation. I study evidence for a living. I took an evidentiary approach, like other apologists yeah. have done and other people have done, like Lee Strobel and Jim Warner Wallace and, and Josh McDowell and other people that I, that I really respect a lot. But I took an evidentiary approach to Christianity and, and I started looking at the evidence. And I said, look, it does, Christianity doesn't get a pass. So mm. I'm going to ask questions about the Old Testament and the Hebrew and the New Testament and the Greek and the Council of Trent, the Council of mm. Chalcedon, the Council yeah, of yeah. Ephesus, Ephesus, the Council of Trent. Why are these books in? Why aren't those books in? What about the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Agnostic, the Gnostic Gospels? What about this? What yeah, about yeah. that? I mean, you know, the lost Gospels of whatever. 
I mean, I wanted the answers to everything because I knew it had tremendous effect on our lives. And one of the reasons we're doing this is because you need to understand this. Something we want to do is we want to get into different topics that we see from day to day. And, and, and we want, maybe somebody online has a, you know, I would love to talk about this because the other day I was talking to one of my friends that goes to church and he, had, he said this, Nico. He says, why doesn't the church talk about this? Why doesn't the church talk about this? Maybe you, you've had that thought. And if you had that thought, you know what, Nico, could you talk about this? And, and Nico really will talk about anything, really. He, he'll do the <laughs> research. you ask. Yeah, exactly. But if you have a topic, you say, you know what, you know, Saul, I've been going to church and I never hear them say this or talk about this or why this. Write them in the comments. Let's, just, let's say hi to well, some of the comments. Well, I just want to just say this, and it's not an accident. I look down. Hey, Leo Garza. I appreciate you. Lots of respect to you, but you're still holding on to something from your past. Let it go, brother. I appreciate that. And this is this is my point. And Leo, that doesn't offend me, but I, yeah. I appreciate you. And this is what you're entitled to say whatever you want, as long as it's sincere and not mean spirited. But it's, if it's your opinion, it's your opinion. Um, passion is not anger. When Jesus was in the temple, and and depending on the synoptic gospel, he got bull hair and he whipped people. He was angry in Matthew 23 when he's telling off the religious folks, the Pharisees, woe, the seven mm. woes to the Pharisees and the brood of vipers and the whitewashed tombs and straining the gnat and all that socially unaccepted. I mean, he wasn't the coochie-coo Jesus. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem. People think that Jesus carried around a little sheep and patted kids on and then said, oh, you know, kumbaya. And, Qué bonitos todos, well, they're I mean, so cute. Bob, what, <laughs> what made a bunch of fishermen drop everything they were doing to follow this guy? As an orator, I'm fascinated by yeah. the, the historical Jesus. Part of my study was studying the historical Jesus. Forget about the Messiah. I was like, Messiah, oh, I, I'm, yes, I was told to believe that. But I want to know, that Jesus walked this earth. Even yeah. atheist scholars, if they're honest, 99.8%, 9%, whatever it is, they know that a man named Jesus Christ, Yeshua yeah. HaMashiach is his real name. I mean, how you say the name, Yeshua. Jesus Christ walked this earth. There's mm -hmm. no doubt about that. He walked this earth. And so I wanted to study that guy that walked this earth, and I did that. And Jesus was rough, man. Yeah. I mean, read Revelations 3, 15. He was an aggressive 20. man. And I was talking to somebody it today. Just, it just wasn't a, yeah. it wasn't this kumbaya Jesus. Yeah. No, did he have love and redemption? He and had he those didn't. moments. Absolutely. Yeah, he had those moments. But I think we don't, we don't, because sometimes uh, Dante Gevel, an Argentinian, says this. Sometimes a heresy is not necessarily a lie, but an exaggerated truth. And mm -hmm. sometimes we have exaggerated yeah. the aspect of a, a lot of love, a lot of cariño, which is true. But Jesus, I think he also had a an intense, you, let's say hi to some people that just logged sure. in, logging on. Sure. Oh, your dad's suegro. ¿Cómo se llama tu suegro? What's your suegro's name? Papichis. We call him Papichis. <laughs> what? Papichis? No, Papichis. Papichis. No, Papichis. I'm like, wow. Jose, Jose You're Latino. Jose. All right. Jose. So we're going to say hi to Ernesto uh, Raul. Uh, Raul is connected in, in uh, ¿cómo se dice? Oh, thanks, Chula. So Kyle is connected. Kyle, Christopher Cox, Mike Rodriguez. Uh, anyway, Mitzi, you know, Mitzi Alfaro Medina. So happy you're doing awesome. this. Asenet from Mexico City is uh, watching. Christopher Cox, Kevin Arzani. Uh, and uh, okay, who else? Who else? ¿Quién más? ¿Cómo aquí gente? Lynn, Gregory, Killian. Anyway, a lot of people well, getting connected. awesome. I just, I, but these are the conversations. Leo, I'm glad Leo talked. I hope he'll continue to follow us, Leo, and continue to yeah. continue. Yeah, yeah. Well, what Leo's talking about is, is a Romans 12 too, Leo. Thank you for bringing that up. It says, do not, and this is part of the discussion, Papa, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be renewed. renewed. That's what Leo's talking about, be renewed, you know, but you know, transformed by the renewing mm -hmm. of your mind. So what does that mean? And, and, and Romans 12, 3, all the way down, talks to us about what a renewed mind is. So I asked questions like that. What's a renewed mind? Yeah. What does that mean? That means that we have spiritual LASIK surgery in your eyes and that we don't take our glasses off. I, when I preach, sometimes I use the example of, 
Well, I used to have glasses and I was blind as a bat. My wife got tired of me peeing on the toilet seat. What you I mean, I get up and I. That was wrong, see. guys. That was part well, of the I mean, wrong. I was like this, yeah. and so I'm, I, and so I finally got LASIK surgery, right? Mm. And so I got LASIK surgery. So now, when I wake up, it, I can't help but see the world a certain way because I got LASIK. Yeah, yeah. So, what, God, what, what Christ is asking us to do is to be so persuaded by his word to have spiritual LASIK surgery that you don't pick up and decide when you turn on your Christian glasses. That's the criticism of Christianity, Yeah. the hypocrisy. The, you advocate one thing but live your life a different way. You see that all the time, and a lot of pastors are guilty of this. And the way I judge a pastor, and I'm harsh, believe it or not, believe it really? or not, really, really, um, is the way you preach behind a, a podium, behind a pulpit, is that the way you act on the dinner table? Mm-hmm. Now, of course, keeping Ephesians yeah. 4.29 in, in perspective and making sure that you understand your audience and respect the audience, but is this you? Or are you putting on a show checking off the boxes? I will never be accused of checking off the boxes, I promise you that. I have a passion for the Christian worldview. My study and my walk and study of Christianity started from a study of the, of the humanity of Jesus. Mm. I started from the historical Jesus. Forget the, the, the religious stuff. Forget the faith-based spiritual stuff. I wanted to study this historical figure just as here, real and historical as Napoleon or mm. Socrates or Plato or <clears throat> anybody else. And I started from there, like Lee Strobel did and other people and other legal minds. And then I, and the yeah. evidence that I found was, was amazing. You said a little while ago, you said that uh, you belonged to a, a, a religious group that had a lot of rules. And you said rules without relationship breeds, breeds rebellion. rebellion. Mm-hmm. How much do we see that in, in church today? Well, it depends. I mean, I think, I think we're overcorrecting. I, I think we went from this, you know, People think that the Westboro Baptists are Christians. They're not. Mm. I mean, I hope someone shows them the video. They're a bunch of dumbasses. Oh, sorry, as Boaz. Damn bumpies. Well, it's true. God hates, and then they have a, a sign, and, and just this spewing. You want to talk about hate? That's hate. Yeah. I mean, just constant, you know. We know that God hates certain things. Proverbs 6.16, there's appropriate times to hate certain things. Yeah. God hates certain things. You can look up Proverbs 6.16. And God hates evil. God hates feet that are quick to run to evil. God hates the spilling yeah. of innocent yeah. blood. God hates strife. He hates lying. He hates bearing false witness because it's murdering someone's character. And so, and so, with, with the religious spirit was, I think, the criticism of the church years ago, even decades ago. And now, I believe, my humble opinion, and George's when. You guys are going to freak out on George yeah. next week. Genius, amazing, not, amazing. But 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 we're overcorrecting. Mm. Now we don't have any sermons on sin. Wow. We have no sermons on judgment. Wow. We have no sermons on consequences. Why, why do you think? Why do you think? I mean, I, I, your opinion I think on overcorrecting what? that? I mean, I think they're overcorrecting. I, I mean, look, Jesus, no sermons on sin. I mean, I shouldn't say. I don't want to paint with a broad. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm but, but uh, yeah. What is it? Is it hyperbole or hyperbole? Hyperbole. Hyperbole. Yeah. I, I, look, I'd rather cuss yeah, yeah. than use hyperbole. <laughs> I got you. But I mean, hyperbole. I'm, or I'm, say I'm, it. I'm using exaggeration but, uh, for yeah. emphasis. That, that's what hyperbole means. And so, I'm so I'm not painting with a broad brush. I'm just saying we don't because we're trying to overcorrect now. And we are called, that gospel, that word that I'm so persuaded by, and, and especially mm-hmm. you know, when you talk about you know, the Great Commission, mm-hmm. is telling us to go out there and make disciples, right? So yeah. we are not called to reflect the culture, but to set the culture. Mm. Listen to me. Yeah. We're called to set the culture in a loving but courageous way. It's hard to have love and courageous because people jack it all up and, and then they don't, they don't understand what meekness means. And I, I, I really study this stuff. And so I think there's an overcorrection. I think that we have a problem with certain pastors, not all of them, of yeah. course, that want to entertain their audiences. Yeah. I have, I literally almost, I get nauseous when I hear some stupid ass corny Christian joke from, just don't, don't give me a Christian, talk about something relevant and you have my attention. Yeah. 
I mean, don't entertain me. I don't want a corny yeah. Christian joke. I want truth. What can you teach me about this worldview that you claim you are persuaded by, that you have Hebrews 11, one faith in, that's going to help me be a better husband, a better daddy, a better advocate, yeah. a better employer, employee, a better citizen, a better enemy, a better whatever, right? I mean, what can you teach me? Give me something relevant, because if it's not relevant, then I'm not persuaded by it. Yeah. So you, you think churches are afraid to address things that are wrong and say, this is wrong? You think churches are afraid to do that? Well, I, 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 it's obvious. I mean, I don't have to think it. I just look at the evidence. Again, I'm going to look at objective evidence. When you look at Christian young people that leave high school and go to, to secular schools, and these are the stats. I mean, I, they might bother mm. people, but I hope it bothers you enough to, to, to train and to learn. 80%, 75 to 80% yeah, of them are leave, saying yeah, this yeah. to the Christian worldview, and only a third come back. And these are rough numbers. Mm. George Gilbs is genius mind. What happened? A question. That, that, I mean, there's a question Record. that says, how do, you, how do you talk to the person that seemingly has it all together, that everything in their life is all going well, but they don't think they need God? Oh. And it breaks my heart. And that comes from Victoria Colossus. Well, Victoria, first of all, you have to model it. I mean, right. Yeah. First of all, James 1.22 says, don't just hear the word of God. Do what it says. If you just hear the word of God and don't do what it says, it's like going to a mirror, looking at yourself, yeah. seeing your reflection, and then walking away and yeah. forgetting what you look like. I mean, and there's other passages in Hebrews that talks about this. I mean, so we should, it's the living word of God. It needs to live through yeah. us. And that means authenticity. And that's why I, I, I am the way I am. Yeah. Because I, the, one of the greatest compliments, Saulo, to, to, to this is my wife over there giving us some messages, but was uh, years ago, a guy by the name of Joel, we were in a, a CrossFit gym. This is years ago now, maybe seven years ago. And we had already started the men's Bible study. Like I said, it's been nine years. And I kept asking, hey, come to Bible study. Yeah. Come to Bible study. Okay, 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 whatever, whatever. And he shows up. So we come to Bible study. George and I are facilitating and teaching it. And it's raw. Mm. raw. You've been there, you know. Tyler. Yes. And, uh, and so then the next day he comes back into the gym at six in the morning. And he goes, man, I never knew that you had such a strong relationship yeah. with Christ and your knowledge of yeah, scripture yeah. is, I didn't know. I was like, Why didn't, what do you mean? Because you're just a normal guy. And I said, I didn't, I, mm. I missed the memo. Where yeah, do I yeah, have yeah. to sign up to I be have a to be weird or right? yeah, yeah. idiot to, be, to, yeah. to follow Christ. Yeah. And so this is what I'm, so I, so it's real, it's practical, it's, it's, it's authentic. God's not freaking out over us. He knows how we think. And so we need to have R-rated prayers. Mm -hmm. God, God's Real. never once, yeah. he's never once, no matter what you do or what you think, there's not one time that God says, really? Are you serious, Solo? I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I promise you God is never going to say yeah. that. He knows everything. And once you have that relationship with him, you can come to him humbly yeah. with reverence. That means love and, and worrying about what, 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 what he thinks about your behavior. And then ask him for help. Like, well, one of the ahead. things uh, David said about uh, the, the person that making the comment, sometimes Historian. people think that they come to God only if they need their problems fixed. Well, <laughs> that and, happens and, a lot. And, and I think that has been overpreached. Yeah. Come to God and God will fix you and make you better. No, you come to God because he deserves him being your God and you surrendering to him, not just because to get something fixed, because if not, people are not going to come to him when they're okay. Well, it's a prosperity gospel. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm going to really temper myself because I, I really think the prosperity gospel is very damaging. Mm -hmm. This, you know, how so? Well, oh, well, well, for those could, for those that don't know, what is what what is yeah, prosperity gospel? Well, I mean, when when God's going to do something with you for you, it's what can God do for me lately? Yeah, versus me serving. You're going to be awesome. I mean, great abundant life. No matter what, things are coochie coo. I mean, yeah. look, James one two through four says. So it says, count it pure joy when you go through trials of many kinds. That's just an impressive verse. Count it, count it, joy, pure joy when you're you go, in. When you go through trials of many wow. kinds. Wow. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces, keyword here, perseverance. Yeah. Listen to this last part. Let perseverance finish its work Complete the so you can be mature and lack nothing. 
Who the hell wants to sign up for that? So I have to persevere through stuff so I can be spiritually mature and lack nothing and live a life that's meaningful yeah, yeah. and purposeful. Yes. I mean, I have to strain through weights yeah. to get stronger. Yeah. I have to study yeah. hard to get smarter. I have to work hard to accomplish. I mean, and so it's no different spiritually. I mean, John 16, 33. Mm-hmm. In, in this world, you will have I, tribulation. You yeah. will have trouble. Not hope. you may. Yeah. Yeah. But take it's heart. guaranteed. Have hope. I've overcome the world. Yeah. Romans 5, 3 through 5, similar to that. Uh, we t- you can talk a- anywhere. In the- yeah. I mean, Hebrews talks about this. Hebrews 12 talks about run the race. Yeah. What? Another one, another one. That's what well, I mean, well, Candace, she knows. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, this is true. Just kind of what you guys are saying when you're talking about... Um, Mary, Mary, like, as a Christian woman who loves the Lord, how can I talk to my husband about my relationship with God without him accusing me of forcing relationships? Talk through your actions. Yeah. That's what I tell people. Love them through it. Scripture addresses it, by the way. It, it, it talks about, I mean, Hebrews 31.10. I mean, that's what, she's a, a virtuous woman. I always tell people when I honor my wife is read Hebrews 31.10 all the way down to 19, and that's my wife. But... But just love him through it. Now, that doesn't mean be a doormat. I mean, I mean if you read Hebrews 31, I want, we have yeah, two yeah. daughters, and I want both of them to be strong women, that they're powerful women, that they don't need a man, that they want a man, and they're going to submit themselves to what God says a marriage is like. That's what we train our, our, our daughters to be, but to be strong. My wife is strong. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, she's no weakling. Um, so, But love him. Love him through it. Show him. Model it for him. And then when it's, when it's time to have conversations. I mean, this is the, the religiosity of people trying to express Christianity to people where you can't say a certain word. I mean, Tyler and I were talking about this earlier, right? So if I say you're full of it, <laughs> what am I really saying? Yeah. I mean, you know in my mind I added the SH before that. <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, are we yeah, really yeah. that goofy? Yeah. So, so, it's not going to change the context. Well, it but, doesn't but, change the idea. What are we doing? Yeah. First of all, I mean, are we really that goofy? Yeah. I mean, th- this is my point. Now, if, if I say something in a bad setting, then we have to. Yeah. So I, all I'm saying is from a practical way, we spend more time playing golf, studying basketball, studying football, studying Hollywood. We spend more time doing everything else under the sun. And if, if we give an hour and 15 minutes on Sunday, we, can't, we are pissed if it's an hour and 30 minutes. Oh, my goodness. An hour and 30 yeah. minutes? Yeah. Are I you know. truly persuaded that God created all this? Yeah. I mean, here's the reality. And this is the only thing that we all have in common. Hear me on this. I don't care if you're Islamic, Hindu, Buddhist, Taoist, Shintoist, agnostic, atheist. First of all, welcome. I, I, I'm glad you're here if you are those worldview but the only thing we have in common is we're all leaving this earth yeah at some point your heart's going to stop beating and your lungs are going to stop pumping at some point now not soon i speak like those things over (laughs) you don't freak out he's looking at me like what are you doing (laughs) but 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 at some point now here's the question i ask people this is where i start with people what do you truly Mm -hmm. believe happens do you believe you become worm food do you believe you screwed up in this life and you're coming back as a horse? Do you believe you have 72 virgins waiting for you? I mean, well, what's the evidence of it? Or do you believe you're going to stand before this guy named Jesus Christ mm. that claimed to be the way, the truth, and the life? And he lived a life. He did some incredible things. Even non-biblical people, and we'll talk about this in other podcasts because it was part of mm. my study, talk about the life of Jesus Christ. They were not Christian. I mean, you can't just read the Bible. You have to look at non-biblical sources when you study a historical yeah. figure. I mean, what do you believe happens? That's number. That's where I, I start with people, and then I work my way backwards. When after my brother was murdered, I thought to myself, okay, what is Mike experiencing? Yeah. I mean, he, he went to a Christian school, thank God. It bothered me, Saulo, for years. I, I just had a conversation with my mom. I would say maybe after all these years, no one pays the air, AC bill in here. What are we doing? Yeah. I mean, but it's okay. Um, I'm teasing you, boy. I love this. Um, but but it bothered me because my walk with Christ grew. I thought to myself, did Mike know Jesus? Mm. I mean, it really bothered me. 
I mean, it, it bothered me. Did Mike know Jesus? I want to see my brother again. Yeah. And and my mom told me, she goes, mijo, yeah, I mean, because he went to a Christian school and he might have been living a normal, pendejo, stupid life, you mm -hmm. know, like we all did when we were younger, but he, he knew the Lord. And I can't tell you the release in my heart because, I mean, the rules don't get suspended for Nico yeah. LaHood. The rules wow. are the rules, yeah. man. Yeah. If I truly believe God created it all, he gets to make it up and you study his word and either you believe it or not and you're persuaded by it or you're not. And then you kind of go from there. And so it really, it really, and so for me, for me, my job is to introduce people to Jesus, the real Jesus, not the Kumbaya Jesus, not the Kuchiku Jesus with the lamb under his arm, which I never heard in, uh, anywhere in the Bible where he has mm -hmm. a lamb under his arm. And the, 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 the greatest love story ever told. In, in, uh, one of the reasons we want to do this is because uh, when, you, when I hear you talk, and the moments we've, we've sat together and talked about this, and there's, we talk about these frustrations that we're seeing in this world today, I believe we need to be a little bit more <clears throat> aggressive with our message of life because the world's being very <laughs> aggressive with their message of death. And I think we, we were taught, well, you just got to love everybody and sit back and, and, What's the and, let God, and, and let God take care of it. But I think, there's, there, I think we're at a time right now where Christians, the church needs to stand up and say, you're going to be aggressive with your message of, of death. We got to step up and be a little bit more aggressive with our message, the message of life. Well, 2 Timothy 1.7 says God didn't give us a spirit of timidity, right? We're yeah. not called to be a bunch of doormats, a bunch of wussies. We're called to be strong, courageous, humble. Matthew 5 talks about meekness, not weakness. You have to study what meekness means. Yeah. Read the Greek, understand what it means. It means humble and gentle. I mean, so love today is defined as this. If you don't support me, if you don't support everything I do, man, then man. you don't love me. Wow. Okay, well, play that out. I mean, I'm like, again, I'm from a, as a trial lawyer. So if my daughter comes up to me at 10 years old and says, Papi, I want to start dating a 17-year-old boy. At 10 and, years and, old, and, yeah. and be sexually intimate with him and not go to school anymore. Do you support me? If you don't support me, you don't love me. Wow. Well, Nico, you're taking it too far. No, I'm not. No, no, I mean, no. whatever ideology you're advocating for, is that logically consistent and does it not contradict itself? You can't pick and choose when you're going to allow yeah. an ideology to take hold. A principle is a principle. I would not support that. No means love sometimes. Correction. Yeah. Second Timothy 2.4 talks about we're called to rebuke, correct, and, and, and encourage the brethren, right? Yeah. Always preach the gospel in our actions and our behavior. I love that he uses those three descriptions because not every situation is the same. So there's encouragement, yeah. there's teaching, there's rebuking, there's there's all different types of situations you have to do. And so we have to understand what God's love means. What does it truly mean? Yeah. I mean, how will they know us, Rabbi? Yeah. They'll know you by your love. That's what Jesus told them. But his definition of love. Yeah. And that's super important to understand that. So And and that's uncomfortable. And the, so the yeah. churches don't want to talk about that. And I just it's, it's, I, I it's encourage sad. them to. I'm sad to say this, Nico, but this abortion conversation that we, people have been having, which is a horrible thing. But to a certain degree, you know what I'm noticing? I'm noticing that the church is starting to talk about it. It has provoked the church to say, hey, we're gonna, we have to take a stand because it, a, a lot of things are getting out of hand because the church never spoke. We never, got, we, we never took a stand and we never said anything. So now they're eating our lunch. Well, I tell, I tell people this all the time. The statistics speak for themselves, Tyler. But, and then we're going to talk more about when George, yeah. and we're going to talk about everything, by the way. But, but you know, when George comes on next week, we'll start dissecting some of this stuff. And what I tell people is whatever the church avoids, the enemy invades. Mm. Think about that. Say it again. Say it so, again. So whatever the church avoids, I want to avoid this. I want to avoid that. I want to kuchiku Jesus, kumbaya. I, let me be your life coach. I mean, look, Jesus, show me one message or sermon Jesus had in the Bible where he tried to entertain his audience. Mm. Hey guys, are they being entertained? He didn't care. Mm. <laughs> he spoke the truth in love, right? Ephesians 4.15, speak the truth in love. 
He says, if you're truly my disciple in John 8, 31, if you're truly my disciple, then you'll know the truth. And the truth truth will what? Set you free. Set you free. From what? From bondage. Like I Mm -hmm. was set free from the bondage of hate and anger and bitterness and that victim mentality and that that, that, that not being able to give because I didn't have anything. So that freedom doesn't mean you can do whatever you want. Mm. We talked about that yesterday in in Bible study that just because you're free to do something, just because something is permissible, doesn't mean it's beneficial. Yeah. You have to think about it. Or this world, if it feels good, just do it. Well, I mean, feelings aren't... Yeah, yeah. Truth doesn't care about your feelings. And that's going to be a topic. We're going to talk about truth. We're going to talk about relative truth. We're going to talk about objective truth. And what is truth? We believe as as, as followers of Christ that truth is transcendent, it's real, it's universal, and it's exclusive. And we'll dissect that. That's going to be a podcast in itself because we have a a society today that makes up their own truth. Hey, what's true for you is not true for me. That's just like, that's the most contradictory. Uh, You have your own truth. I have my own truth. Well, I mean, who wins when your truth and my truth contradict, Yeah, right? So if Tyler's truth and my truth, who decides? Well, it becomes survival of the fittest. I mean, the lion's truth is different than the zebra's truth, Mm -hmm. but the strong survive. Exactly. I mean, I I promise you that the lions are not saying to themselves, hey, (laughs) what is that with you? You think that's somebody's wife? That's someone's daughter? That's got to be someone's. We got to respect. They get back. Let's yeah, not. Let's, they don't yeah, care, yeah, man. Yeah. They're gonna eat. Yeah. They don't give a crap about. What I, I want you to say again that phrase true. you just said. Which Whatever one? the church avoids, avoids, the enemy invades. Say it again. Whatever the church avoids, the enemy invades. That is one of the reasons that uh, when you started talking about real raw and redemptive, redemptive it's yeah. one of the reasons that I'm like, man, we got to talk about this because there's a lot of stuff they're not talking. Let me ask you this: uh, something you you mentioned also, that we spend a lot of hours doing a lot of things. But in church, we can't tolerate more than an hour. You think that is affecting the psyche of the young people today? That they can put up with four hours gaming, a three-hour football game. But at church, they get 30-minute worship, 15-minute sermon, two-minute prayer. You think that's affecting our culture? I mean, obviously, if, if, they're not, if people aren't being persuaded, Hebrews 11.1 1 gives us the definition of faith. But George and I, when we, when we teach all the time, it's like, okay, what is faith? What truly is faith? Mm. Oh, I have faith. We all have faith in something. Faith is a destination of persuasion. If you have faith in a doctor, you're persuaded by your doctor. If you have faith in a lawyer, you're persuaded. If you have faith in a friend, in a spouse, in whatever, in, in politics, in a, in a movie star, in music, whatever you have, quote unquote, faith in, meaning that you have reached a destination where you're persuaded by that yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And so for me, have we reached a destination in our walk with Christ or as followers of Jesus Christ or, or proclaimed Christians? And, you know, we have to talk about what that means. Um, are we persuaded by God's word? I am. I'm persuaded by the word. And, and we're going to talk from everything from, from creation, science, history. Well, we're going to get into politics, yeah. I'm sure, at some point. Yeah. I mean, this is not the intent. Let me say we're going to talk about the Christian worldview in every aspect of our lives. Let, let me say this about politics because, you know, <laughs> it's getting very dirty out there, right? And, and something that with Nico, you're going to get real, you're going to get raw, and it's about redemptive <laughs> ideas. Because something that I noticed in the Bible study with the guys every Wednesday, just if you, if you, uh, FYI, Nico has, Nico has been having this Bible study for nine years, right? Over nine years. For all, like every just week. every week at seven in the morning and a lot of men show up and it's, it's amazing. But something that I've noticed what you do, Nico, is at the end, sometimes you prayed and you prayed for Republicans, you prayed for Democrats, you oh, yeah. prayed for everybody, everybody in office. Because uh, uh, like, th- we're not trying to push a particular agenda, but we're trying to push the, uh, our, our conviction with Christ. No, we pray for President Obama, we pray for President Trump, we pray for the Senate, Congress, Republican, Democrat, Independents. We pray for everybody. I don't care. We, we're called to. We're called as Christians to pray for our leaders. 
And so that, that's got to mean something. Again, yeah. you don't get to, I, I tell people all the time that we're cafeteria Christians. So we get our tray, we go to Luby's mm. and, and we just start, ah, I don't want the mac and cheese. Ah, I want I want the chicken. Ah, don't give me the liver. Mm. And we just, ah, ah, that's not the way. Look, hey, here's my tray, Lord. You fill it up. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah, how yeah. persuaded yeah, yeah. I am. You, f- you fill up my tray. And so that's what we have to get to. And so I'm going to submit myself to that because I'm persuaded by God's word. I'm gonna, And it's not easy. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron. Man, this is where the rubber meets the road. I mean, when I'm supposed to pray for those that are cursing me, how the hell do I do that sincerely? Yeah. I can't pray that they win the lotto. I can't pray that they're happy. I mean, what am I going to pray? That, yeah. And I used to, I mean, let me tell you how I used to pray for somebody. I won't say their name. <laughs> I mean, but it was a person. And um, I'm going to say it. So just cover yours if you're under 13. I, I said, Lord, I'm going to pray for this asshole because you told me to. I mean, that's how I literally, yeah. in 2010, I used to pray. I'm going to pray for this asshole. And, and I, I can imagine our daddy going, son, what are you doing, man? I mean, mm-hmm. that's not, you're kind of missing mm-hmm. the spirit. So how do I sincerely, here was my struggle. How do I sincerely pray for somebody that wishes harm on me, that doesn't care about my family, mm-hmm. that wouldn't care about the results? So my, what, what, what the Holy Spirit showed me um, four years ago is if what I, for people that I consider enemies mm-hmm. or that are whatever, trying to lie about me, I say, Lord, I pray that they have a supernatural experience with you. Yeah. If you can pray that somebody truly gets to know Christ, yeah. then they're going to transform. It fixes a lot and, of things. And, and then yeah. and him and I, yeah. and or her and I, or whomever they and yeah. I are going to be friends because yeah. we're going to be part of a, a spiritual body and we're going to have the same mission and we're both going to be persuaded by the same word and we're going to live our lives a certain way. Not perfectly. Yeah. You're not perfect when you're a Christian. You're broken because you're a Christian. Because when you see the people that Jesus hung around with, broken ass men, prostitutes, tax collectors that were hated back then, fishermen that were like bikers. I don't care what anyone says. They were cussing. They were cutting off ears. James and John were so arrogant. They wanted Jesus to do whatever they said. They wanted to be at his right side, (laughs) left side. They wanted me, 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 selfish. They were cowards. They doubting Thomas. I mean, these were broken people. I mean, that gives me hope. Yeah, totally. Yeah. My stupid ass, are you kidding me? And, and God used them in yeah. a supernatural way because they submitted themselves to what he said, but they became empowered. Something happened to all these cowards. And that was part of my study. By the way, we're getting back to my walk. I said, what happened to these people? They were cowards. They scattered after Christ was executed. And then they became bold mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, they had cajones as big as church yeah. bells right i mean yeah. i mean this is when they what happened to these they people they took their their personality the something energy, happened and they took it to a better place there was some intervening cause yeah. these are cowards they're, they're 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 cowarding in a in a room the the government is trying to kill them and something james the just the half brother of mm-hmm. jesus grew up his whole life thinking his brother's nuts mm-hmm. i mean this is the reality of it right can you imagine like hey man this is my brother jesus man he thinks he's the messiah just ignore him please i mean can you imagine that's the kind of mm-hmm. and then he, something happens to James the Just, not the James brother of John and Zebedee. And he, and he became one of the church leaders. What happened to James? Jesus is already dead. He, mm. he gave his life on the cross. Paul used to be Saul of Tarsus. Here's a guy that's an killing assassin. Christians. He's an assassin yeah. against Christians. He, he accomplished his goal. Jesus is crucified. He thinks he wins. And he writes most of the New Testament. Yeah. What the hell happened to him? Yeah. I mean, and then on and on. Then you look at these non-biblical sources that talk about this guy Yeshua. It's just a fascinating. Once study you start for thinking, me. once uh, you start thinking about, about the, me. the power of their conversion, then you start thinking, why won't we be as aggressive to talk about Christ? What and, he can do. I mean, it, it's not even aggressive. It's courageous. Yeah, courageous. Courage is not a word used in church anymore. Hmm. I mean, Second Timothy one seven. Who preaches on that anymore? I mean, timidity, we're scared, we're, we're politically correct, we're this, we're that. I just love people, So you think man. the church has become politically correct? Yes, man. Yeah, absolutely. I've, heard, I've talked to pastors that have said we don't talk about issues. 
I said, you got problems. Look, in our church, mm. in the, in, I will never go to a church oh, wow. that drug dealers are not welcomed in, that prostitutes are not welcomed in, that strippers are not welcome in, that homosexuals are not welcome in, that I don't care your political party. I, I mean, I, liars and thieves and convicted people, everyone's welcome there. But everyone's now condoning their behavior is a whole different animal, yeah. but they are, should be welcome so exactly. we can introduce them to a lifestyle and teach them practically how to live it out so they can understand it and they can be passionate about it and be persuaded by it. But everyone should be welcome. Yeah. I mean, and that is the gospel. And that is what intrigued me because after me, the drug dealer, the brother where there was murdered, the son that's on the spectrum of, I mean, this is part of my journey. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the, the challenges don't stop once you give your life to Christ. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, our son was yeah, yeah, Michael, um, who was named after my brother Mike, who was murdered. We named him after, and he was diagnosed on the spectrum of autism. Well, there's a kick in the crotch. For Another me. one. I mean, right Another there one. in the Kuyans, man. Yeah. I mean, and so, and so, the devil comes whispering in your ear, saying, "This is how your God, you know, rewards you for you changing your life, man. What a dumbass! Why are you committing your life to this God that your brother, your son Michael, named after your murdered brother Michael or Mike?" I mean, this is why Paul says to take your thoughts captive and submit them, make them submitted to the word of God. What were, what were those thoughts? What were those thoughts that Nico had to take to God now with your son? I mean, I mean, the, the why? I mean, you know, when you study Job, I mean, Job asking why, why? We all ask why. I quit asking why. Because there's when, a why. Let me ask you this in regards to your son, because mm -hmm. what made you stop asking? What, what, was there a moment, a sermon, a Bible yeah. that you stopped asking why? Because as Christians, I think a lot of people as Christians, they still are asking why. Yeah. And that's a big thing. Like, God, I love you. I've been trying to go to church and I do this. But why does this happen? What was your, what, when did you stop asking why? The, the answer to that is this. When did you start becoming all in for Christ? And, and when do you start being persuaded by it? It's the same question if you ask LeBron James or Michael Jordan, hey, when did you get good at basketball? Give me the time. Gotcha. He couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, it just happened. I mean, it just he shot so many free throws that he could make them with his eyes closed. He kept dribbling the ball that he could dribble with his eyes closed. Right, left, back, forth. He did something that other people didn't want to do, and so he accomplished something that nobody else accomplished. Well, that, that applies spiritually too. And so when I went in, when I went all in because I needed it because I was that angry, when I went all in, I can't tell you. I didn't have, there wasn't a sermon. There wasn't a moment where I broke down and said, okay, Lord. Gotcha. It was just this yeah. synergistic, organic, like, oh, shit, man, this is real. Mm -hmm. I mean, it I works. know I would, it works. Well, I mean, I, 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 you, we call them revelation. Look, guys, I'm just telling you, I just have to be honest with you. And you know what I say in, in the Bible study? I had a, a, a number of oh shit moments. Mm -hmm. We call them in Christianese, we call it revelation. Yeah. Oh, God revealed this to me. And I was <laughs> revelation and transformation and sanctification and propitiation, all these fancy words. I just had a bunch of old shit moments. Bro. Yeah. I did. It's like, wow, that's in the Bible. Oh, that applies. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Over and give over Give us some again. of those. Give, me, give us some I mean, of those. Just, I mean, just when you're talking about how you deal with enemies, how you deal with marriage, oh how you deal with, yeah. with society. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about why do I, why do I battle what I don't want to do in Romans 7? I mean, so we're Christians. He's talking to believers, right? And he's like, why do I do what I don't want to do? But yeah. when I do what I don't want to do, I mean, it almost sounds like an Abbott and Costello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talk who's on first? Who's on first? Who's, yeah, who's like, on second? And yeah. what's on third? I mean, it's like, why do I do what I don't want to do? But then when I do what I do want to do, I mean, it's it's a battle. We're talking about Who what can the, help me with the battle inside? Well, the flesh and the spirit yeah. don't get along. And so if a church can say, hey, I get it, man. Yeah. Uh, let's help people make that process and submit ourselves to the word of God. And it's not easy. And we should have R-rated mm -hmm. conversations. R-rated prayers, as my buddy George, and we're going to have is R-rated yeah. reflections. Uh, my buddy George is a blessing. He is probably the smartest guy I know. 
And I would argue to say, and I think the world is going to be blessed by him. Whoever sees this, he's the best kept secret in the Christian world. Yeah, yeah. I say, and you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Um, he's a former scientist. Uh, he's a scholar. Yeah. He studies. I mean, he will give the historical, the theological. I give the advocacy. Him and I together, we teach, and we're going to be teaching, if, yeah. I'm, if I may say, which I can, of course. This this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 12 at, at Summit, Summit Christian Center, our church's sponsors hosts us, and we're going to be talking about the Christian influence in science, history, and politics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how has Christianity shaped the West, and how has it influenced our studies and, and these different arts? And we're just going to have a conversation. We're going to teach about that. It's just in, in, a, in a loving but truthful yeah. way. I, I got to be honest, Nico. When, when the first time I started talking to you and, and you used your flower, flowery language, colorful, you know, because yeah, I, I wasn't raised like that. But, it, but you know what I noticed? A lot of people in church and out of church, they, they do like, hey, can I talk to you in private? Can, can we talk? And they share that raw moments and conversation. Then you don't care about all those little oh, brother, details, right? And there's people that just want to have that conversation. So that's why we're opening this podcast. If you have a particular idea you want to talk about it, yeah, like, let's address some stuff because mm -hmm. maybe the church doesn't do it, is not doing it, fine. But if you say, you know what, Nico, can we talk about this? Why isn't the church talking about this? And I'll tell you this, uh, Nico is going to be raw. It's gonna, he's going to be real. Well, can I say this real quick? I mean, and I, and I say this with love. I really do. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not offended by people as long as we talk. Yeah. And I've had plenty of tough, hard yes. conversations. If someone's going to be watching and counting terms and how many times I said this or BS or blah, and if I drop an F-bomb every once in a while, which I'll try not to, but because yeah. I know we're not in the men's Bible study, but whatever. If you're going to be counting terms and words, then, then you probably shouldn't watch. But if you really want to know and, and meet and, and study and, and get to know of the first century Jesus Christ, Yeshua, and this historical man that, that I believe and I'm persuaded by the evidence, not by my feelings, but by the evidence that he is the son of God and he is mm. who he says he is and did the things he says he did, then tune in. Yeah. And we're going to get to the bottom. We're going to expositorily teach. Expository means expose. George and I, are, 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 are we, we really we teach expositorily, meaning that we expose the original intent of the word. We're going to get down deep. It's going to be deep at times. You're going to hear George and think that you're drinking water from a fire hose, and I'll try to translate for my brother George. You've heard him before. Yeah. He's just a neat guy. Or they can watch it and then slow it down later. And they can rewind <laughs> slow, it and rewind slow it. And slow it down like it, and then cut it up in, in pieces. But I mean, and, and that's if you yeah. want to meet the first century Jesus that walked this earth, then I'm in tune in, and we're going to study and, and talk about yeah. everything. So I was telling Nico before we started, it's real, it's raw, it's rated, rated, it's real raw, and it's redemptive. That's where yeah. we want to get to. So thinking of the old Nico, right? Mm -hmm. The pissed off nickel mm -hmm. the the one that flipped off god in, in, in his thoughts or whatever i did, I did. and the compa compare it to today well, how's the how the old how is the old nickel and the today nickel different i'll tell you how, how that person is when i used to sit in a restaurant i'll give you two examples when i used to sit in a restaurant i still sit with my back to to the corner or whatever but i used to think and look around and said let any one of these mfers try to get one over on me mm. i'll crush them i was defensive i i just was oh, so man. defensive uh, now i sit in that same restaurant i look around and i say man Jesus is effing crazy about these people. He loves them. He made them for a purpose. He's mm, got a specific yeah. purpose. And, and I love him. So how can I sh not show love to somebody that I know Christ loves? Wow. Different, it's a different Perfect. ideology. Yeah, totally, totally. You know, th that is just, that's, that's real. I'm just, I'm just being honest with you. The second way is the people that I told you that are trying, you know, that have always tried to lie about me or whatever, if those same people, the old me, if they, Called and, and said, ah, I'm going through a tough time. I would have said, ah, too bad. That's what you get. F you. Uh, you know, Karma. Yeah, that's what you get. Well, I would have said whatever. 
but I would go and pray with them. Mm. If somebody that, that has, 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 has shit on me and has lied about me, if they called me and said, Nico, can we put everything aside and will you come pray with me? I would mm. go pray with them. That's a whole change in ideology. I'm the same guy that if you sign a waiver, I'll go outside and straighten your jaw with you. But if you ask me to, I'll go outside and pray with you, mm-hmm. right? So, so I don't divorce myself from my flesh. I just submit my flesh to wow. what God wants me to do. It's all about obedience. Yeah. And, 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 and I tell you, one of the people, <laughs> I told Chuck, yeah, I would do a shout out to him. This guy, Chuck, he's a former Aryan Brotherhood. Wow. Did prison. Hmm. Big old, I always call him some bitch. I'm gonna call him that big old guy. I'll tat it up and... He comes to a Bible study one time and he goes, I, I don't understand what you guys are saying. George, you're too intellectual for me. And <laughs> F this and beep, he make him, he made me look like Mother <laughs> Teresa. And, and then he started talking about in his, in his little presentation, it was about a five minute presentation. I was like, who brought this guy in here? What is he doing? <laughs> but but he, started, he started weeping. I mean, this big burly mm. guy that's been in prison mm. and the Aryan Brotherhood. And, and he wept because of the redemptive power of Jesus Christ because he got a yeah. touch of the real Jesus that says, I made you a certain way, you're unique, there's nobody that has your fingerprint, I mm. can't duplicate you, you're the one of a kind, I died for you, I got tortured for you, I got spit on and everything, we're gonna study the crucifixion in here, that's how much you're worth, how do you, how does that not influence yeah. you? And you got this big Baluka man crying, and I just love him, man, I spoke to him today, and I told him I missed him, and then we're gonna pray with him, and he's missed Bible study, so get your ass back to Bible study, check <laughs> So yeah. what do you tell Nico, before we go, what do you tell those somebody that's mm-hmm. done the church thing? Because a lot of people are like I've done keep the doing church. It. Yeah, keep well, doing no, 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 but, doing it. we need to have you in a church. Yeah, yeah. But, but somebody that's they're still carrying stuff. That I've done the church thing, but mm-hmm. I want somebody I can talk to, be real, be be raw. What do you tell those people that like it's not maybe it's not working for them? Well, hopefully their- you you keep you keep tuning in. I would encourage you to try to find a church because you want to gather with fellow yes. people of like mind, and there's plenty of options out there. And pray about it. Watch online. Do something. Hopefully you'll attend here and, and, and you'll 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 learn some stuff here. Start start a group. That's how the, the nine years ago, yeah, yeah, nine yeah. and a half years ago, yeah. I started with five guys because I wanted to go deeper because I wanted to understand more. And it was supposed to be just a study session. And then quickly I started teaching the damn thing and started facilitating it. And it turned into what it's turned into for nine years. And so start get a good study guide. And when George is here next week, we'll we'll give recommendations on good study Bibles and yeah. study guides. And there's no way to to get it. To, how, how do you start hanging out with somebody? Just start you just start hanging. going to lunch. Yeah. Yeah. We go to yeah. lunch. We have salads or whatever. We start talking. We spend more time. You get to know my quirks. Yeah. You know. You start knowing my personality. I know yours. Whatever, whatever. And you get more comfortable sharing things. That's all you do. You just start hanging out with Jesus and start studying Him. I will tell you this. There's not a question that I did not ask the Christian worldview. I mm. promise you that. I, I, I've yet to hear a question that I didn't ask when I was going through my crap and when I was angry at God. And so if there's not an answer, if there's a Christian that doesn't have an answer, that doesn't mean that Christianity is lacking something. It's no different than when I was asked, when I was in calculus, hey, what's the answer to this? I don't know. Aha, calculus sucks. No, I suck. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's yeah. not that calculus yeah. doesn't have the answer. Nico LaHood yeah. doesn't. Same thing with the Christian worldview. So I just encourage people to tune in, ask the questions, We'll do our best to address them as much as we can, and we'll, we'll, we'll tackle some tough subjects. We'll always go to the Bible. We'll tell you when it's our opinion, and we'll tell you when it's biblical, when it's Scripture, and we're always going to submit to Scripture. That's it, because we're persuaded by that. And I just hope people are blessed and yeah. see transformation. In so we life. think everybody that the man— every, 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 so I just quoted 10 Scriptures that say, do not use uh, bad language. Yeah, the, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that, because then I'm going to talk to him about Samuel 25, 22, yeah. Philippians 3, 8, 2 yeah. Timothy 4, 2. First Samuel twenty twenty, there's a lot. Ephesians four twenty nine, Matthew twenty three, Matthew twelve, John the Baptist. I mean, see, you, th- what they're talking about is scriptures on cursing, not cussing. I promise you that cussing is a social construct, 
if I say bloody this or bloody that in, in Australia, it means something. Here, it doesn't mean crap. Yeah. <laughs> bloody. This. If I say, bloody, oh, you're God. bloody, you're bloody crazy. It was like, what? This guy's an idiot. He thinks he's Australian, or what's going on with him? I mean, so it's socially. I mean, English wasn't even. It wasn't even around mm -hmm. when they're writing. When the Bible's being inspired, English wasn't even there. So how can you say God was thinking of the F word, the S word, the BS word, the whatever? It's not appropriate sometimes. I hope that person stays on. Yeah. If they're going to count how many, if they want to, I'll look at those passages. I promise you they will be corrected. I mean that lovingly. He said, I love you too. I love you too, brother. <laughs> Thank you, man. See that? Yeah, thank you for the love. Hey, hey, Nico, I, honestly, <laughs> that's what we want to do. Because, that's it, man. Thank yeah. you, Papa. Well, thank God for those churches thank that, you, that preach to us. Yes. But thank God for these moments where we can, we can talk about stuff. And I think yeah, people man. want that. Before we go. Yes. You're different. You understand that, right? You're oh. intense. You're passionate. You're aggressive. Yeah. I don't know what your words to use, but I don't know. to put up with you, you need a very good woman, Oof. <laughs> or a very different, a or great, I don't, I don't know. But man, she's a Proverbs thirty-one woman. Right? <laughs> yeah, awesome. explain to me. Well, maybe she's the one supposed to be explained. But how, what type of woman do you have for someone to? I can't say put up with you, but now put up with me sometimes. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, this, here's a woman. I mean, she's a Christian gypsy. I mean, she loves. She, she <laughs> why, loves why Christian gypsy? Well, because she's got a free spirit, man. She's got a nose ring. And when I first ran for office, they said, "Oh, all these, all these idiot, uh, you know, political advisors, tell her to take to cover up your tattoos and tell her to take the nose ring off." I said, "No, Wait, show her the nose ring, Chula. There it is, right there. Um, yeah, they got it. She got it." Um, and I said, no, I'm going to have her be herself, man. We're, she's going to be herself. Christian she, Gypsy. That's a brand a right there. Christian Gypsy, man. She, We're creating a brand. She, she loves people. Um, she, she teaches Zumba. She, she's patient with me. In 13 years, and I say this, and you can correct me, Chula, we've never argued. We've had a couple of intense conversations with Michael, and it gets kind of, but we're, we're equally yoked. Why does she have to be patient with you? Well, I mean, she'll tell you the best. She was like, "Why am I going to argue with a lawyer?" Is what he does. For <laughs> oh wow! Now, but but Smart. she's not. But she's not. <laughs> oh damn! But she's not a weak person. She's yeah. strong. Look, let me tell you this, and we're going to talk about <laughs> biblical marriages. We're going to talk about biblical marriages. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about Ephesians five, First Peter yeah. three. We'll talk about Hebrews thirteen four, the the marital bed. We'll talk about all those things. But let me tell you, a man biblically should lead the family as a servant leader in love, servant. That means die for and serve him. But a woman runs the house. That's the teamwork. The man leads, the woman runs. Mm -hmm. And when I walk home, when I get in that house, in that circus, I say, Chula, what do you need me to do? Yeah. What do you like about her? Go tell this. Me, tell okay. me what do you like about her. Uh, there's nothing I don't like about her. I mean, that's the only thing I, that I used to criticize is she used to leave the front door unlocked because she just, she's such <laughs> she's a gypsy. Spirited. She's a gypsy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? There's a bunch of animals out there. <laughs> yeah. I bought her, come into the kitchen. I yeah. bought her a gun. I want to teach her how to shoot a gun because I do a lot of training. She goes, no, Chula, I don't need a gun. I got a hammer. I was like, what? Hammer? <laughs> So she's awesome, man. I, I follow You're your wife. Her. I follow your wife on Instagram, and I saw a beautiful video of you fighting with your little girl, teaching her how to punch or oh, something yeah, like my that. My girls, my girls, strong, man. They they do jujitsu at Ohana. I have to say that. Sorry, guys, but Ohana and and um, I just they're, they're strong women that that we're teaching them in, in godly ways of living, but also not to be doormats. And they she they compete. And we're going to do the same with our boys. And we, we teach them to be humble but strong yeah. Yeah. at the same time and always submit themselves to the word of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this guy married up too, man. Oh, yeah. She's watching us too. Yeah, she's she watching is. us right now. She's a, For her to put up with me, that's that. Well, that's they, they, what is he, they married down. We married up. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah very true. So, guys, Thanks, thank, guys. You for, thank you for joining us today. Uh, also, also, share this video. If you can, share this video. And we want to keep, keep it real, raw, but mostly redemptive Amen. because that's the message. What is it going to be? What are the
Okay, so so we're, because we started this through a conversation, <laughs> yeah. and there's a lot of little. We're still details. gonna learn, man. Yeah, we're we're learning. We're gonna put it on 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 YouTube. We're gonna put it on iTunes, and we're gonna yeah. be developing conversations. But we wanted to make it a conversation. So if you say, you know what, I want you guys to talk about this, and with Nico, very uh, un hombre muy entendido, versed, yes, and then mm -hmm. uh, George, my goodness, you can't get imagine. Ready, get ready for get George. ready for George <laughs> and Nico together. No joke. So anyway, so if you have a topic that you, you're like, man, they should talk about this. Let us know in the comments and thank yeah. you for thank you for those people that commented because we want to have that open conversation with everybody. Yeah. So, Jesus and, and us. Us. <laughs> so muchas gracias, Thanks, guys. God bless you and and like I said, please tune in if you'd like to and tell people about it and we'll we'll, we'll do our best just to address all questions. What so angel? Oh, when is the next one? What, you tell me. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk so about we'll it. Figure it. Out. It was supposed to be Tuesdays. Let's just have the talk now. <laughs> it was supposed to be Tuesdays. We <laughs> jacked it up. I really wanted to do something for Davi, right, on Mother's Day. And, somebody, oh, yeah. and I wanted to do another post, and I didn't. And so that was the, so we said Thursdays. If and then when like, Wednesday. If people like Thursdays. Yeah. Wednesdays, I, Bible it's study hard, in the morning. It's hard. We, can, yeah. we can wait for a response. Yeah. 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 Why don't you guys tell us, Tuesdays or Thursdays? What guys, works better, Tuesday or Thursday? Yeah. Let us know. But we, And if you like the 830 slot, let us know also. We'll try to keep it at 45 minutes. If we go to an hour like we did today, we're not yeah. going to freak out over it. It's pretty okay. fun. There's a lot. But we're not going to do a marathon two-hour one either. Yeah, yeah. We're not Joe jo Rook. <laughs> you guys have a blessed week. You guys have a good night. God bless you. And during this week, talk to somebody about Christ. Bye.